Hello, all you beautiful people. Welcome back to another edition of the Fairly Odd Asians. It is episode 34, and it is July 13th, Monday. Not July. Well, not Monday, what? Friday, the 13th. Wow. Struggle, as always, at the beginning of our Ooh. podcast. Oh, How boy. are we doing, Megan? Oh, we are just living our best self-quarantine lives. We are. So I guess if you are new here to the podcast, uh, my name is Aaron, and I am with my lovely, beautiful girlfriend, Megan. Um, I we Looking at the statistics on Anchor, uh, that's the app that we use or the service we use, we have 3% listeners in Ireland. So thank Chets Chetskia 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 I don't know and then Canada, uh, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we really really appreciate it. So Megan, um, first of all, should we just dive right in to what sure. we're what we're gonna be talking about? Um, so a uh, little life update for you, all you wonderful people here. Um, Megan and I potentially have coronavirus. But okay, potentially. Would you like to explain? So, long story short, I was with my coworker on Thursday. We were having a little marketing team coworker get together. Mm-hmm. And, and Megan works from home usually, so. Yes. Yes. And most of us have been social distancing, and you know, we thought, you know, it'd be fine if just the four of us get together. It's gonna be fine. And then I get a call on Friday afternoon. From my coworker saying that her roommate tested positive for COVID on Friday. And would you like to explain how her roommate tested positive, or the ninety nine percent sure how her roommate tested positive for COVID? Well, so what I was told was that there is this lake in like the west part of the suburbs of the cities, and there's this Lake Minnetonka. Yeah, there's a sandbar, and it's called Big Island, quote unquote, is what I'm told. Um, and this girl. Her roommate went to Big Island, and I'm sure that on the 4th, there were many, many people there. Wasn't much social distancing going on. So, yeah, and I don't know what her other habits outside of that are in terms of social distancing, but yeah. So, she lives with my coworker. My coworker handed me a drink handed me food we sat next to each other so Aaron and I are just going to take the precaution on Monday to get tested and make sure that we don't have coronavirus yeah so that'll be great um (laughs) yeah I am mad about this we have done such a good job of social distancing basically all the activities that I have been doing and you have been doing have been outside if we're being with people like it it's frustrating. Yeah, I... It's very frustrating because, one, I golfed on Friday with... So she got... She, the girl who tested positive, tested positive on Friday. And, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, her got her results back on Friday. Um, so I went golfing on Friday, not knowing this, because Megan literally got the call at, like, Four thirty, five o'clock when I got back from golfing. Yeah. So I had been golfing uh, with some buddies and then proceeded to having to text them and say, hey, just as a heads up, you might want to get tested because um, I might have coronavirus. Even though we're asymptomatic right now, we don't have any symptoms, no fevers, um, headaches or anything. So, Yeah. I mean, there is an incubation period, though, Right. if you do get it, because my coworker's roommate on Friday, she says she was asymptomatic, wasn't feeling bad or sick or anything, but then today, I got a text from my coworker saying that her roommate all of a sudden has no sense of taste or smell and is short of breath. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great. Just great. So good. I, it's (sighs) starting to kind of, like... I feel like now, since cases are going up so much, I feel like it's starting to hit home with people a lot more that this is actually real. Because I think a lot, for us at least, we didn't know anyone directly who had had it, you know? Yeah. So now we're starting to kind of see that intersecting our friendships and stuff. So. (laughs) Well, I think for me personally, at least, this is how I feel. I, I feel like I need to be a lot more careful now like we are talking about before like 
even if we get it and we're fine, we can still spread it. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like in order to stop other people who have weaker immune systems and pre-existing conditions from getting this and having a bad, um, I don't know, like bad side effects or like right. things like that or damage to their bodies. I just feel like we need to be a lot more careful about who we hang out with and when yeah. and where. Yeah. It's just frustrating to like actually, for the most part, obviously we've taken some liberties, but like for the most part, we've been pretty good about social distancing and not overextending ourselves. Wearing masks. Wearing too. masks mm-hmm. when we're out in public, not being a super big repub. Um, <laughs> and then it's just dumb, stupid actions of other people that make us have to quarantine. Yeah. But I hate it. I guess we'll find out next week because we don't have the rapid test. Yeah, hopefully by next Monday we have our results back. Hopefully the labs aren't backed up too much. <sighs> it's a little unsettling because um, I was driving home. When was that? Thursday, I think, or Wednesday last week. I was driving home, and we we live right by a testing facility. Like, it's literally in the back of our parking lot uh, for our apartment. And um, the whole parking lot was full. Yeah. So, little concerning. We're going right away at uh, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning to go get tested. So, we'll keep you guys posted, I guess. But yep. we could potentially have COVID. The second COVID scare of this time. For you, at least. And for you. Because if I would have had it, you definitely had it. I guess. Yeah. But. Okay. <sighs> but yeah, so we'll hopefully have our results back so that we can share that with the people. And put our minds to rest. Yes. And I can actually go golfing again. <laughs> it's just annoying that I have to put some of my plans that I had on hold. Like one, I was potentially going to be doing some behind the scenes work for this. Photog- I haven't told you this. There's some behind the scenes work for a photographer and videographer in town. Mm. But I can't do that now this week because of I want to have my results back. Yeah. Two, I was going to go golfing on Monday and kind of do some photography work for a golf course, local golf course here. I had to postpone that now because I don't know. It's just frustrating. I don't know. I know. We can't help it. It's life, but whatever. It's It's frustrating. And I know that many of you probably have the same frustrations and fears and thoughts that we have but it's just i don't know hopefully once next year comes 2021 it's all gonna be better yeah it's not gonna wood hopefully there's a freaking vaccine by then yeah um but uh due to this covid uh time there are a lot of people who have a lot of time on their hands now and that is not more evident none (laughs) is more evident than the tiktokers um finding out that wayfarer is potentially a child trafficking site. Would you like to elaborate on this, Megan? Well, first, let me, yes, Aaron said... Was that a great potenti- transition right there? Lovely. <laughs> it's lovely. But yes, I would like to clarify this is not fact. Yes, allegedly. Yes. Allegedly. There are some very striking similarities. So, conspiracy or theory. evidence, I should say. Yes, there's a conspiracy theory that recently surfaced on TikTok, or from TikTok, that Wayfair... Um, Essentially, okay, so people on TikTok in their videos, they were making comparisons between young women who have gone missing in the past couple months to these really expensive storage bins on Wayfair or storage lockers that were like $10,000 and $14,000. And the first names of the listing matched the missing girls. Such as? Such as? I have some pulled up right now. Annabelle Storage Cabinet. Allison 5 shelf storage cabinet. And these cabinets, would you like to explain how much they are? Well, I'll just say it. These cabinets are 8000 This one is $8,699.99. The other one is $8,599.99. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it seems strange that there are these... And they're like really plain. They look yeah. just so normal they and do. not big or expensive or anything like they should be and one of these is samia samia the five shelf storage cabinet twelve thousand eight hundred ninety nine dollars ninety nine cents 
And there is an article here from a girl who went missing in April 30th, 2019 in Columbus, Ohio. Her name, she's 17. Her name is Semiya as well. And I don't feel like that's a common name. You yeah, know? no. So. And well, and there's, it's not just these lockers. There were people who found pillows too. And these pillows had like pictures of children on them. So it just seems suspicious. But, but Wayfair on Friday, according to this Business Insider article, they said on Friday that they rejected this conspiracy theory um, and that they said, sorry, one sec. Where did it go? Okay. Well, there, quote, there is, of course, no truth to these claims. The products in question are industrial grade cabinets that are accurately priced. Recognizing that the photos and descriptions provided by the supplier did not accurately explain the high price point, we have temporarily removed the products from site to rename them and to provide a more in-depth description and photos that accurately depict the product to clarify the price point. Fishy. I'm not big into conspiracy theories, but this is one I can get behind. This is one that seems just like... Kind of logical. Yeah. But then again, there are people who think coronavirus is a conspiracy theory, so... Uh, That's true. You know. I don't know. It's just... It's interesting to speculate. Like, this... My fascination with rando nodding that I talked about last... Or a couple times ago. No, we haven't talked about that. Yeah, we have. Mm -mm. We touched on it a little bit, but not really. Oh. Want to explain what it is? Oh, well, for those of you who don't really know what randonauting is, essentially there's this app called Randonautica, and you go in it, and it'll give you locations to this... It'll give you coordinates to a Mm -hmm. location where supposedly there's some weird things happening there, like supernatural things happening, whatever. But where this blew up was on TikTok. Again, we suck. We Mm -hmm. love TikTok. Yep. But there was a video... There were these kids, this group of teenagers in Washington or Oregon. They went on this app and they were given coordinates that led them to this pier or this beach. And there was a suitcase at the beach. And they, like, were poking it or trying to open it up. But then they said there was, like, a really bad smell. And so they called the police. And the police came and it turns out the body can... This is, this is real. This is not a conspiracy. The Suitcase contained the body of this missing couple, um, and it was their chopped up body parts in this bag. Yep. So. (laughs) It's like, so does someone upload that to that website, do you think? They must. Yeah. God, that's so screwed up. Because other people who've uploaded their videos of going to these locations, like someone... Um, or this other friend duo, they went to this other beach that was in the middle of nowhere and they were given these locations and all of a sudden in the distance, they see three men all dressed in black in this small little boat, like coming towards them. And they were like, um, I think we should get out of here. Yeah. Not good. I'm never going to be doing that. That's like, that's like you're basically signing your life away by saying, I'm okay with dying today. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I just, I don't know if this is tied to like the dark web or anything, but. Oh, it totally has to be. I just, I don't trust these things. The more I hear about creepy things like that in the dark web, I'm just like, Ugh, nope, not even, I don't even want to try. I don't yeah. even want to dabble. No, I don't either. I'm glad that we're on the same page that we don't have to rant or not. <laughs> Thank God. I was worried. Maybe we can have... Oh, if any of you listeners want to try randonauting, let us know. Let us know what happens. Yeah. Let us know and then we'll interview you there. If you're alive. If you're alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but let's go back to Wayfair quick. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, also, Wayfair was in the news because... And this kind of ties to the child trafficking thing or the tra- human trafficking thing. Um Employees of Wayfair ended up walking out, I think it was last week, um, over uh, Wayfair uh, was selling in mass quantities, um, kind of storage things and supplies to ICE, which is the, I don't even know what ICE stands for. Oh, let's look it up. But ICE, you all know ICE as the uh, deportation or like the, um, the immigration um, kind of control center. It stands for Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Yes. So they're the people who deport you. 
um, the people who get get grab you to be deported. Um, so I thought that was super interesting that employees are starting to take a stand against their corporate bosses. Do you hear about Goya Beans? We yes. didn't have this on the list. Uh, Goya. Goya Beans. The pre- or the CEO said that, or the owner, someone said that the United States is blessed to have Trump as a leader. Yeah. Wow. Like we're far from blessed to have Trump as a leader, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was very appalled by that. Yeah, but I think Trump is getting a little. Um, he's getting a little unhinged, and I feel like he is after the whole Tulsa rally where TikTok and K-pop people kind of trolled him. Oh yeah, I think he's getting mad, and none less than the recent news of him wanting to ban TikTok. What are your thoughts on that? Well, w- weren't his reasons that he stated for banning TikTok because there was a breach in data in China? Of, um, no, there. W- I don't think there was a breach. There's a potential. They think uh, that TikTok is selling users' information to the Chinese government. I mean, it could be. Which is hilarious because it's like Facebook has been doing that for selling our data. Maybe not to governments, but, like, they've been selling our data to everyone else, and no one's in an uproar about that right now. Well, there in- are some people in an uproar, but... Well, interesting that we mentioned this, like, selling of data, because I actually, for work, just had a call with a company on Friday, and... Because th- they sent me, like, this cold email saying what they do, and essentially they help target people for digital campaigns, or they can target the foot traffic that goes into stores grocery stores things like that and i was like how do you how do you obtain this information and there's this thing called maids but essentially your phone um just like how computers have an ip address like your phone has a special kind of number i guess with it okay and apps can track where you are track where you are and they can sell that to companies like this company and so they can see that you go from like the grocery store to starbucks and the starbucks to the park mm-hmm. and things like that and then you can target people with ads like that that's and, so crazy and i just thought to myself i'm like oh well that my god that's every time you click you're okay with the terms and agreements or whatever you accept the terms and agreements that's what's in there yeah i think that's bananas that apps can do that. Granted, yes, like you said, we give permission mm-hmm. for them to do that, but I don't, it just... Ugh. iPhones do that. They track you. You have to, like, turn it off. We were talking about this the other week, I think. Yeah. Um, there's, like, if you Google, like, turn off tracking settings on iPhones or something, you'll find a bunch of videos on how to do it. It's It's behind, like, four different pages of things that you have to go through in order to, like, get it. But I remember I did it in college on my old phone. And it was so creepy because it literally gave the time that I was at a place to the time I was not there within a minute. That is It was weird. like 8.53, you went to the OB. 8.50, and then like at 9.52, you left the OB. That'd be great for your, if you're, that'd be great if you're a crazy boyfriend or girlfriend and want to know your lover's whereabouts. Is that what you want to do? You want to know my whereabouts at all times? No. I'm the person (laughs) who I'm like, I'd rather be in the dark if you're doing something behind my back. Mm. Then, you know, ignorance is bliss, you know? Well, you can track me. That's fine. I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. No, because I I would be a hypocrite then because I'm so against the whole find my friends shindig. Oh, yeah. With your parents. With my parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's kind of crazy that Trump... I under it, okay that makes sense to okay in my head it makes sense that he doesn't want a social media company selling user data of United States citizens to the Chinese government that makes sense yes. right but the fact of the matter is that's not what's happening necessarily um I obviously TikTok came out and made a statement saying like that's not what's happening um so you kind of like I guess you kind of have to go with their word, but at the same time, they could be. I don't know. If China wants my data, they can have it. Everyone else has my data. So, I don't know. Yeah, just free for all. No, I'm just saying, like, in this day and age, like, it's almost impossible to completely protect yourself from getting your information sold off. This is true. You know. Or hacked or anything like that. Right. Yeah. 
So um, if Trump bans TikTok, there's going to be a lot of sad middle school, high school people. And us. And us. <laughs> there will be, I, I feel like there. if TikTok does get banned, though, there would be a United States replacement. Yeah. You know, um, I saw an interesting thing about TikTok, but the, the owner or the founder of TikTok, he, he specifically picked people who are kind of like normal people, like the Addison Rays and the Charlie D'Amelio's and um, some of the, the Barstool Sports calls them the Wiggle Dickers. I'm sorry, the what? The Wiggle Dickers or the Wiggle Dicks. The, the guys, the e-boys, basically. Oh, yeah. my God. Because they wiggle their dick, you know? Oh, my God. But um, they they specifically picked those people so that, like, normal people, so that you think that you can become famous and you keep posting on this platform. And it, it was a really interesting way of looking at social media in the sense of they're creating a few stars, but then... Really, it's in hopes of promoting more content being made. Um, and then basically, you're like, your For You page is what you look at. You don't really look at your following page. Yeah. Like, you look I at your really. For You page where it's random people. So, it's the the power of TikTok is bigger than an individual influencer. Like, I think on YouTube, YouTube is so synonymous with their creators, whereas TikTok is not necessarily, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like TikTok is more of just like you go on for your for you page yeah. and you find funny TikToks. And I think that's where virality is so interesting with TikTok is because it gets, it's easy. I think it's easier, quote unquote, to go viral clearly because we went viral for something stupid. Um, it's no, it was e- great. It's easier to go viral than on any other platform. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Isn't, is the, the um, parent or like, I guess the company... TikTok. It used to be Musical.ly, uh-huh. right? Is that company U.S. based? Is that Daisy? I can you can hear, hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's snoring. If you can hear little grunts or snores, that's Daisy. She's sitting right below Megan's mic. <laughs> okay. She's what were dreaming. you going to say? Um, is Musical.ly or TikTok, are they based in the U.S.? No. It's a Chinese-based company. Oh. That's why. Yeah. Yep. How interesting. Do, 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 do. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So I don't know. I think I, I, I highly doubt that TikTok is going to get banned. I think it's just one of Trump's ploys to the, to the uh, boomers to try and get them to be on his side again. Okay, boomer. Yeah, okay, boomer. Um, I don't really have a transition. There's, I've been doing some really good transitions in this podcast. I, I know. Like. Um, I don't have a transition for this next one, but I think it's worth noting. Uh, in the news, Naya Rivera. Um, she is most, I, probably not most famous, but one of her big roles, um, she's an actress, um, was in Glee as being... Santana. Santana on as a cheerleader in Glee. Um she was um she basically died this weekend was her 4th of July weekend kind of disappeared did they find her body no they haven't so i read an article on this and so what happened was there's footage of her walking with her son at okay we got to move her oh she's, poor she's really Daisy. loud on the mic. okay well, she's okay. sleeping i know but we should move her Okay, just keep talking. Okay. Whatever. So essentially, um, okay, there is footage of her and her son walking in the parking lot around the lake. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Looks normal. Nothing suspicious. And then someone on a boat, they found her son all alone with his life jacket on in the boat. And when they asked where is his mom, he said, well, we went out for a swim, but mommy never came back. Yeah. Which seems weird because this lake, there was no one really on this lake, they said. Um, But the lake, they also said, was very, I guess, it wasn't clear. Like, there were a lot of debris and um, branches and things in the lake. So when they were doing their scuba diving investigation, it was hard for them to see things and search. And so, essentially, that's why they're ruling this more as a, less of a search and rescue as more, and now it's a search and recover right 
So do you think there's foul play in it? Did they think that there was foul play in this? No, they, in the article, I think, and this was Friday. Oh my gosh, Daisy. You can hear it, yeah. <laughs> um, they didn't say foul play, but to me, this seems suspicious. It does seem a little suspect, but... More conspiracy theories. More conspiracy theories to come, but... I personally think that the cast of Glee is cursed. Might be. Let's go through the examples. The person who played Finn, Corey, whatever his name Monteither. is. Monteith. Corey Monteith. Or what, yeah, whatever his name is. He's dead. Mm-hmm. Did, he, did he commit suicide? Yeah. Yep, he committed suicide. Uh, Naya Rivera, dead. Uh, Puck, the um, Mark mm-hmm. Sailing. The bad boy on Glee. The bad boy on Glee. He was convicted of having child porn charges. Leah Michelle is outed as being racist. (laughs) There's just a lot of people, not a lot, that's four examples, but that's pretty big. Those are some, those are like four main characters of the show that have had some shit go down since Glee. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. But like Chris Colfer has written books, Land of Stories, great books. He's, he wrote those. Um, Jonathan Groff is... Very successful. Very successful still. Um, what about that Blake guy? Blake. The, the, Blake. The, 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 the gay guy who had really nice combed over hair. Um, he was a really good singer. I didn't think well, his oh, They're was, all good singers. I didn't think his name was Blake. What the hell? I'm losing my cast of Glee knowledge. Yeah. You used to be such a... What do they call people who like Glee? Gleek. Gleek? You're such Gleek. a Gleek. Uh, fun fact, I was the um, was the number one Glee player in Quiz Up in college in Minnesota. So cool. I'm dating such yeah, a winner. Yeah, Blaine. Blaine Anderson. Darren Holy. Chris. Oh, Darren. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. been really successful. Yep. Wasn't, didn't one of the people from Glee end up getting into porn? What? Who? I think... Hold on. Heather Morris. I think she maybe got into porn. Um, Just kidding. She definitely did not. I apologize for that. That was allegedly. That was a mistake. I am sorry for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Glee is cursed. Glee must be. Well, I cursed. just I just Google searched on a whim. Glee porn and on. Why did you look that? That's a horrible thing to have on your search history. <laughs> I know. I know. And now I'm finding all these things about Mark Saling, the one who had child porn. Yeah. And now the freaking first things that pop up are Pornhub Glee porn videos. Okay. We are going to not talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> okay. So anyway, oh, let's transition God. away from Glee. And let's go to something that's kind of a follow-up or callback to episode 32, I believe it was, with Aaron and Steven. Uh, Megan, I will let you take this away. Oh, yes. Well, so as I probably mentioned but really haven't talked about is that I like to talk about my feelings with my therapist. And, Correct. you know, there is I beforehand, before this year... I really never understood the role of a therapist or like what therapy really can do for you or like who should go to therapy. Like I always thought that people who were just really messed up and like really just damaged people were right. the only people who went to therapy. Mm-hmm. But that is not the case with me. It's just good, I think, to have an outlet. It is. Anyways, um, I was talking to my therapist about how, or there's just, there's been this long conversation that we're trying to. I guess unpack of my, I have this fear of being alone and of of like being left alone when Aaron goes off for weekends and stuff and like being alone in the apartment, which seems normal, but maybe it's not. I don't know. Um, And I also have this fear of like the dark and other things like that. And we were talking about this. And the more we were talking about it, she asked me about um, like my trip to meet my birth mom back in the fall and if I knew anything about my birth family's like, spirituality, quote unquote, mm-hmm. because my birth mom is a Buddhist monk. Um, and on Jeju, it's 
I, I wouldn't call it very rural, but it's a lot more rural yeah, than the rest of Seoul. Korea. Um, and my therapist, coincidentally enough, she did kind of like a study, I guess, or she interviewed 21 Buddhist monks in Korea. And there was a pattern. Can we talk? Your therapist is Korean. I, th- I think. Or like Asian. She's of some Asian. Sort. Yeah. yeah. Southeast Asian. Yeah. Um, but she interviewed 21 Buddhist monks and there were, there was a pattern of why Buddhist monks became monks. There's a really <laughs> nice look you got going here. <laughs> Megan is just like sprawled out, just <laughs> wide legged. You know, my, this is random, but my mom always used to yell at me when I sat like this, like a dude. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, you're man spreading right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I am. And okay. I love it. Um, but, okay, across these 21 Buddhist monks that she interviewed, they, there were three reasons why, three main reasons why they became Buddhist monks across all of them. First one was being that it was in their family, like intergenerational, um, being a Buddhist monk. It was in their blood. E- yes. <laughs> yep. The Second reason. Buddha. Oh, my God. Second reason was something... Um, there is something traumatic that happened in their lives to cause them to be a Buddhist monk or become a Buddhist monk. Mm-hmm. The third thing was a combination of the two. And across all the Buddhist monks she interviewed, it was that thing. And then that led us into talking about like my birth family spirituality. And like if this, okay, this is going to sound insane. But then she started to ask me about my, I, I guess like, so if you're new to this, Megan's birth mom is a Buddhist monk. Yes. So if you're new to this conversation, uh, we went over a birth story. I don't even remember what episode it is. But earlier on, there's an episode where we go over our birth stories or whatever. Um, and Megan's, yeah, Megan's mom, birth mom, is a Buddhist monk currently. Yes. Um, but because, okay. Bibiana, in trying to understand my fear of the dark and being alone, she wonders, like, if there is something to... Okay, how do I explain it? How do I explain this without sounding not insane? I think you just explain it, like how you did to me. Okay, well, I'm trying to... I can't even remember how I kind of teed this up to you. Well, I don't want to explain it for you. But you kind of just said, like, that in traditions, in Asian traditions or some cultural traditions, there are, um, there's a belief in spirits. Oh, yes. And, like, having strong ties to your ancestors and your ancestor spirits. Um, And in, apparently in Korean culture, it's, it's really strong in rural areas um is this belief in like being tied back to your ancestors and also shamanism um and so her question that she is curious about is if in my birth family there is a strong tie to either shamanism or buddhism or like spiritual wow spirituality Something with that. And can you kind of, you, you kind of skipped around there. Can you kind of explain what, how that ties in to your fear of the dark and stuff? Like the events maybe that you have experienced uh, or the dreams or things like that? Yes. Well, so when I was talking to my therapist and I was categorizing kind of like the box of what gives me anxiety when Aaron goes and leaves for the weekends and le- or like leaves me alone, I created this, I guess, spirituality box with all these things in it that give me anxiety or like, can they give me fear? And so in my, okay, again, I'm trying not to sound like a crazy person because I like to sound rational, Mm -hmm. but, and I know Will says I say baffling things. So I'm sorry, Will. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to like that shout out. (laughs) (laughs) But there have been weird things that have happened to me in my life where I'm alone and it's nighttime or it's dark and they have just been very strange. And like, I cannot even explain them rationally or logically as much as I try. And 
my therapist is not saying that I am experiencing things that are spiritual or like related to ancestors or like shamanism or anything. But the what if, like there's this intergenerational thing going on with shamanism. It's something to consider. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to do my homework on shamanism in Korea because I know very little. But the weirdest thing is, because she was saying that how, I I mentioned this, but she was saying how important. attacking Daisy. Oh, God. Having having children is great, people. Furry children. Um, But she was explaining how it's important to kind of talk to your ancestors in Korean culture and, and like be thinking about them and how they guide you. Well, family lineage is huge in Korea. Yes. In Korean culture. Yeah. Like massive. So. And maybe this was a coincidence or maybe not, but I emailed my birth mom back in April and hadn't gotten a response. And Saturday I talked to my therapist about all of this. And this is when we had these conversations and then Saturday afternoon, I finally got a response from my birth mom mm-hmm. to my email, which could be coincidence. Could be coincidence. But it seems weird. But you have like, yeah, some of the events. Do you want to explain some of the events that you have like experienced that people have rationalized in different ways? Yeah. Um, okay. Let me think. That you are like dead set on. Oh, yeah. So things that I'm like dead set on that no one can tell me otherwise would be... When I was back in my house in West ben- or Wisconsin, um, I was by myself because I was there for the fourth one year, a couple years ago, and then my parents, they had to leave for some reason. So I was just waiting for my ride to come to go back up to Minnesota. And as I was there alone in my bathroom, I heard my parents' sink start to run. But I don't think you've told me about this one. Oh, really? Oh, well, welcome. Um... And I heard my parents' sink start to run, so I, like, peeped my head out in the hallway, and I walked towards it, but then I didn't hear it anymore. So, like, that's kind of weird. And then I went downstairs, and in our kitchen, we have a table, and it always usually has a tablecloth on it, and there's this fixture, light fixture, hanging above over it. And I was changing the tablecloth, because it was dirty, and then all of a sudden I look up, and the light fixture is swinging super hard, back and forth and i didn't touch the light fixture there was not an earthquake that happened in wisconsin that day but i got freaked out so bad that i just took my suitcase and sat outside and waited (laughs) for my ride to come and my parents tried to explain it that maybe there was a mini earthquake or maybe you changing the tablecloth made it move yeah your parents are very rational like me yes they are yeah which, you know, like, sometimes that can ease the mind. Maybe not rational, logical. Logical, yes. Not, not rational. Not rational. I'm not rational. <laughs> but that's one experience mm-hmm. that seems odd. Like, do you think that seems odd? Yeah, it does. But I have an experience kind of like that. Have I ever told you this? Maybe. So it was after my mom died, and we had this, like, I think I have told you this. We have, we have my dad used to, and my dad and my mom, I think for their wedding, got like this glass dome thing where it was like a gold thing. It was like a gold plated bottom circle. Okay. Then it was a big, long glass dome, almost looked like a test tube beaker that was bigger. Then inside of it was like a spinning like clock thing that kind of had four points and it played music. It used to play music when it had batteries in it or whatever. Um, We had it on our piano at our old house and it hadn't played music in years because the battery had died. And I was home. I think I was home alone or I was with my sister. I can't remember. But it was like probably a month or two after my mom died and we were just upstairs. And that thing, or no, I was downstairs. And wait, no. I was upstairs. The thing was downstairs. And I heard it playing. Oh. Yeah. Did that scare you? It did. It freaked me out. But then I just kind of thought nothing of it because I was like, okay, maybe the batteries or something came back. to I don't know. But 
that looks really weird how Ziggy has well. But yeah, that's that's one of those experiences that I'm like, holy smokes, that's kind of creepy. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Had I, had I told you that? I, I think you did. I think I did a yeah. while ago. But yeah. yeah. But the one other thing that I am very dead set on that seemed very bizarre to me was in the same house in West Bend um, that I was home alone. And it was mm-hmm. around Christmas time. And so we had our stupid Christmas decorations up, like the ones that play music and holiday songs and whatever. And just watching TV, do, 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 minding my own business. And then all of a sudden I hear, similar to your story, but I hear the lyrics to, or like the melody to here, come Santa Claus, here, come Santa Claus. And we had this Pooh Bear, I guess, I don't know what you call it. But it's essentially this Pooh Bear sitting in a bed, and when it plays music, Pooh Bear kind of, like, dances around, like, moves around in the bed. Mm-hmm. But I heard the music, and I freaked out. I grabbed a knife, and <laughs> I went... Went stab Pooh Bear. <laughs> no. Down with Pooh Bear. And I went and stood on my deck in the snow with no shoes on, no coat, and I called my best friend, Steph... And I was talking to her for like an hour because my mom wasn't going to get home for a couple hours. And then when my mom finally came home, I was like, mom, this house is haunted. This is, this is fucked. (laughs) Your West Bend house is a little creepy. Yes, I know. Which is weird because it's built, like we're the first people who ever lived there. Could have built it on some tainted ground. I mean, maybe. Um, There is actually, I think... The Dunn Brothers coffee shop that I used to work at, it's built on an old Indian mound. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Yep. Um, nice. So, Megan... Good, Ziggy. He just slipped. Uh, Megan is potentially a shaman. Okay. We're not going to say that, but I, I don't know. It, it's a weird thing for me to think about because... Like I've said on the other podcast, I am not religious, but I've never really actually considered if I f- consider myself spiritual. Mm-hmm. And maybe if I open myself up more to that, maybe that could help me when you're gone and I'm not freaking out at night then. Maybe. I think you do have rational fears, though, in the sense that you're a female in a creepy male society. <laughs> You know, yeah, and you know like living in a big city doesn't yeah. help either, right? You know, that's fair, definitely fair. Um, okay, anything else to say about that? Uh, no, Any I'll just I'll, I'll keep you I'll keep you updated on all the things that I find out. And you also like have very vivid dreams. I like do. You you are you're the only person I know who has such vivid dreams that it can and can describe them to a T. Like, the morning after. Yeah. Like, I... My dreams, like, I can remember colors, sounds... Did like, you bring that up to your therapist? Your dreaming? Uh, well, I, I brought up to her how, when I was a kid, I used to have dreams that I still remember to this day. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I don't... We haven't really talked in depth about the dreaming, but maybe that's something I should bring up. Maybe it is. Because, yeah, that is kind of strange it is strange all right can we bring back aaron's soapbox oh boy yes let's end on aaron's soapbox here. yes scrub a dub dub so last week's soapbox was about how <laughs> trump said that teachers are indoctrinating children with these fanciful ideas how and dare things, they things of that nature this week we have another trump related thing it's betsy fucking dumbass devos <laughs> Betsy DeVos, if you did not know, is the Secretary of Education. Uh, this week, along with Trump, basically said that she fully expects for schools, I think I talked about this last week, but she fully expects schools to be open come fall. Yep. Now, there's some problems with this, right? Coronavirus is um, at an all-time kind of high. Florida just hit the record for most new cases in a day. Um, it's not going away anytime soon before we get a vaccine. Even when we get a vaccine, it'll probably take a while for everyone to get vaccinated and for it to take effect and things like that. Yep. Um, so 
Dumb fuck DeVos um, <laughs> wow. expects schools to be in ready to go reopened fully. Not even like reopened partially. She she expects like full reopening. And she basically says that our kids are losing out on this. They've already lost out enough. They can't lose out anymore. Now, I have a few thoughts on that. Okay. The first one is that, yes, I totally agree that distance learning is not the same as um, distance learning is not nearly the same as in-person school. Okay. There, the, you can't replace in-person school. And I think I've talked about it before on here, but like so much of my teaching is um, I gauge where my students are at by the conversations I have with them in the classroom, what their work looks like, things like that. Distance learning, you can't do that. So I totally agree that distance learning is not the way to go, but it's like the best alternative we have right now because there's a fucking pandemic going on, correct? Yes. So yes, I understand that we're losing some time. Now, I think that it's I, I think that it's unfair to weigh students losing out on this time period to the greater scope that this coronavirus or reopening schools, the effect that it could have on not just students, but people in general. We could prolong, I, f- I truly feel like if we reopen schools, we're going to prolong this coronavirus pandemic even longer. Well, and then you won't have students to teach. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, and yes, students are far less at risk of getting having fatal cases of coronavirus. Young adults, which most teachers are, are at far less risk of having fatal cases of coronavirus, okay? But I don't I don't think that's not the point. It's like we can still spread it to everyone at home. And there are still old teachers in our school, okay? And those and those kids are taking everything from their home to the schools. I saw a good comment that said schools can barely control lice. How do you expect them to control coronavirus? <laughs> oh, have you ever had lice? I have not had lice. Oh. I used to love the lice checks, though. Ew. It's like a little head massage. Gross. Yeah, but never had lice. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that for people to... Um, for people to say that teachers and make the thing that I hate is that teachers are being made the bad people. And I said this last week, we're being pitted against parents basically right now, which, which we shouldn't be. We should be working with parents, but the me like Fox news, I won't even say the media, but Fox news, Breitbart, president Trump and dumbass DeVos, like they're, they're pitting teachers against parents, which is not what you need. To be successful in a school system. And clearly she doesn't know that because she never had her students go to a public school or anything. Uh, hold on. Gotta get Daisy here. So uh, that's my first part of this. The second part is uh, she had an interview today. I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's two minutes long. But she inter- she was interviewed on CNN um, about the interviewer basically asked, like, what 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 guidance are you going to provide to school districts in order for them to reopen. And just like the whole Republican stance on this whole COVID thing has been, they want it to be governed by local school districts. So local governments, which I think there's some credit to that, right? I think there's some, there is some advantages to that because um, obviously here is not the same as rural, right? Right. So these circumstances here are not the same as rural. But to expect that every single school is reopened fully in the fall is preposterous because you have schools in New York or California or Florida now that are going, that are expected to go back to school at the same rate that schools in like Montana are. Coronavirus isn't as big as Montana. It's huge in Florida. So it's, it, it, it that makes sense a little bit but to expect that every single school is open does not make sense the other thing that doesn't make sense is it's basically she's she's wanting it both ways right and that in that scenario she's wanting it both ways yeah the other thing that doesn't make sense is that the the department of education the one that governs public education betsy devos should be governing public education um she 
they don't give any guidance. Okay. And I made a tweet about this earlier today. I said, guidance and guidelines are two different things. Guidelines are things that like you have to follow in order to do that. And I don't think that guidelines right now are the best thing to go about reopening schools. Okay. But some guidance would be nice. You know, like what is guidance for schools that are in like a place where coronavirus is running rampant? What is some guidance for schools that um, are in rural parts? Like, what do you expect? She doesn't give anything. There's a, in this interview, she literally deflected the question, just said, well, I think there's some good case studies of, of universities and, and, and other organizations and workplaces opening up. And there's some good research behind that. I'm like, you're such a fucking dumbass. <laughs> this is her te- This is her credentials for being the department of education leader. Are you ready? Ready. She has no education degree. What? No teaching experience. No experience working in a school environment. She never attended a public school or state university. She never put her own children in public school. Wait, wait, wait. So she didn't even go to college? An education degree. She went to college. Oh. She doesn't have an education degree. I see, I see, I see, I see. That's like saying, that's like saying the head of the military should be someone who has no military experience. <laughs> that would be preposterous. You know, like, yeah, you would think, oh, that doesn't really make sense. It. She is the most unfit for this job ever, and it's showing so clearly now that she's not even doing her fucking job when we need some guidance, not guidelines. We need some guidance on how she expects this to happen, but she's she's pawning it off on locals, local districts and things to figure it out for themselves. Yeah, because she's not a good leader. I hate it. That's my soapbox for this week. Well, hopefully, <coughs> hopefully this coming election will get... A better leader. Yeah. Thank you, Will, for tweeting that to me. He said, this is the kind of con- content that you crave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so. Will, our number one fan. Shout out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything? Any last thoughts before we wrap it up here? Um, hmm. No. I just... We'll, we'll keep you updated. We'll keep you updated on the coronavirus. You stay case safe. By us. Everyone stay safe. Be healthy. Make smart choices. And... We... Love... You. Oh. And Hamilton isn't that bad. Ooh, hot take. <laughs>